0: 25% off your next month. That's code WALKING50 at Factormeals.com slash WALKING50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You ever wondered how many steps you can get if you park in the back of a parking lot? Hi, this is Dave, and I am right now in a Walmart neighborhood Market parking lot This is one of their grocery stores. So not one of the the mega huge Walmarts I would say this is a medium-sized parking lot and I am now in the very last space and I'm going to I'm going to test this and see just how many steps how many extra steps I can get by parking in this last space so we'll check my Fitbit and right now I Have five thousand and thirty six steps and let's begin walking So when I began walkingisfitness.com two years ago, the the idea was to help you walk more and walk more intentionally and really build a fitness habit through walking. I believe that walking is exercise, hiding, in plain sight. And I promised myself that one of the things I would never do was offer the advice of park in the back of the parking lot because honestly, I feel like it's cheap advice and I wanted to be bigger than that. Uh, This week, I'm going to break my rule, my self-imposed rule, and recommend, strongly recommend, that you do park in the back of the parking lot, but not for the reason of getting more steps. What exactly is that reason? Well, you'll have to stay tuned to find out. All right, I'm approaching the uh, entrance to the Walmart, and let's check the Fitbit now. Uh, 5,146, so about 110 steps, and so round trip, going back to my car, it's maybe about 200 extra steps if you park in the back of the parking lot. But again, that's not the reason why I'm going to strongly recommend you park in the back of the parking lot. You want to find out what that reason is? Stay with us. Let's get started. It still makes me laugh. Ava and I were both signed up to participate in the Baltimore Running Festival. Every year I do one running event to change it up and test my fitness level. I would be running six miles as the first leg of the 26.2 mile relay. Ava would be running the other three legs or 20.2 miles. Two days before the event, we had to drive into the city and pick up our race packets parked our car and started walking to the convention center, and that's when I saw it and laughed about it for the first time. People who had trained for weeks, and in some cases months, to run between 3 and 26.2 miles, were getting on a bus so they wouldn't have to walk less than a mile. Seriously? Two recent events brought this memory to mind, which evoked another laugh. Those two events, I listened to a podcast about aging, and I watched a video about making your bed every morning. Three weeks ago, I released a podcast about the dangers of sitting and offered four ways to create a lifestyle of moving more and sitting less. Just after I posted the podcast, I listened to another podcast called Live Long and Master Aging. The episode featured an expert on how to mitigate serious health issues Later in life, the host and guest talked about a bunch of different things, but spent a few minutes on just how important it is to keep moving as you age. The benefits of moving more and sitting less as you get older are profound. Obviously, when you move less, you burn fewer calories, which can lead to weight gain. That can cause you to want to move even less. Inactivity can also lead to muscle and bone loss which increases the possibility of falls. That in itself can lead to a nasty cycle. When you're afraid of falling you move even less which makes falls a greater risk. Physical activity can also harm your immune system, blood circulation, and hormonal balance. I was struck listening to this podcast that I couldn't just leave this topic of moving more and sitting less to one podcast. The importance is just too big to limit it to just one episode. In 2014, Admiral William McRaven gave the commencement address at the University of Texas. His topic was how to change the world. Almost five minutes into his speech, Admiral McRaven starts to tell the graduates how to do this. His first recommendation?
1: If you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride, and it will encourage you to do another task, and another, and another. And by the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed.
0: Admiral McRaven's speech has gone viral and since 2014 has been viewed millions and millions of times. It's amazing to me how much our culture discourages us from moving, and I'm not sure when that started. Perhaps when we no longer had to get up to change the channel on the TV. You might argue it was even before that with the advent of the automobile. When and how it happened really is no longer relevant. We live in a culture that works hard at making life as move-free as possible, Seeing people who are fit to run long distances get on a shuttle bus to avoid a one-mile walk was a reminder of this. My laugh when I saw this came from a place actually of sadness. With a fresh appreciation for the power of moving more after hearing that podcast, Live Long and Master Aging, which reminded me of the shuttle bus memory, and then watching Admiral McRaven's speech, it all got me thinking. Is there an equivalent to making your bed that'll help people change their fitness and health perspective? Is there a small and simple habit that can serve as a regular reminder to move more? A few years ago, I went to see U2 in concert at FedEx Field near Washington, D.C. It was one of my top two concerts ever. Anyhow, I got there early and parked at the stadium metro station for five dollars. I wanted parking that made it easy to leave and didn't cost much. The metro station parking was perfect, but clearly not many others agreed because it was over a mile away. I got there early and walked towards the stadium, passing a long line of cars, slowly making their way to parking that was closer to the stadium and cost $60. I smiled as I passed them by and enjoyed my walk on a warm summer evening. This is how I park. I almost always head for the back of the lot or the cheapest lot that's far away. When I started this podcast and blog, I promised myself that I would not offer the stereotypical recommendation to getting more steps by parking in the back of a parking lot. Really, it's, it's cheap advice, and quite frankly, it doesn't really add that many steps to your Fitbit. But I realize now there is great value in this advice that has nothing to do with getting more steps. It's a perspective changer, just like making your bed every morning. There is perhaps no greater visual metaphor for our move less culture than a parking lot. All the spaces at the front of the lot are filled while the back of the lot is nearly empty. We're willing to drive slowly up and down the rows hoping to find an empty space mere feet from the building entrance. Or we're willing to sit in our car and wait as someone slowly transfers bags from a cart to the trunk, knowing that valuable space will soon be ours. Now, I understand for some, parking near the entrance is done for reasons of health or reasons of safety, and I'm not trying to bring a feeling of shame upon you for parking close. Instead, if possible, I'd like to invite you to consider parking a little farther away next time. The idea is is to change your perspective. We want to place greater value on moving more and less value on moving less. Parking farther away is a small thing we can do almost every day to reinforce that. To paraphrase Admiral McRaven, parking farther away will give you a small sense of pride knowing that you chose moving more over moving less, and that might encourage you to move a little more the next time and the time after that, And the time after that. Your long term health actually depends on it. Another thing that will encourage you to move even more is a 30 day walking challenge. This challenge has three different levels depending on how much you're moving right now. Level one is for those who are just getting started on a new fitness journey. You'll set an easy daily step goal and make a commitment to reach that goal for 30 days. I've got a free download for the 30 day walking challenge that also includes a contract that you can sign with yourself. I know it sounds cheesy, but it actually works, and a way to track your progress. I call it a win tracker because every day you reach your goal is a win, and you should feel that. So that's level one. The next two levels are for those who already have a step goal and want to supersize it for 30 days, adding even more fuel. To your fitness momentum. The 30 day walking challenge. It's a free download. It's a free guide to help you get started or to supersize what you're already doing. There's a link in the show notes page of this podcast, or you can simply go to walkingisfitness.com. Look for the resources page and download your free 30 day walking challenge guide. Well, that's all for this week. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's connect again next week.